Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, and I'm your host of the Living a Better Story podcast. And today I'm with Mark Orenick. Mark is the founder, CEO of willgrail.com. And he helps companies, uh, he works with companies that are purpose-driven and, and helps them in their mission to do that. So I'm excited to drill down a little bit on that. Um, in fact, why don't we start there? Because I purpose-driven is a... Uh, is important in today's world. And it always has been, but a lot of people get it wrong. Welcome to the show, Mark. Let's talk a little bit about what your company does as well. Yeah, yeah thanks. And, and you're right, they do get it wrong and, and have for years. Um, and, uh, and they still do. Yeah, so if you look at the definition of purpose, <clears throat> there's really two, your reason for doing and your reason for existing, right? And it's in, in the combination of those, if you can align those, um, that's what we, we call meaningful purpose. So our, our work at Will and Grail is to help leaders and organizations grow with purpose on purpose. It has to be intentional um, so they can increase their impact in the world. Um, and we do that uh, through a couple of things, but, but primarily can we align brand and business strategy? So what you say and what you do has to align. Um, there's a lot of efforts, you know, purpose is a hot topic right now. Um, from a society standpoint, and there's a lot of efforts out there uh, to try to claim that, to, to claim to be purposeful, um, but they don't really back it up with, with true meaning, um, and we get to the root of it with a definition of what we call meaningful purpose. Are you having a profound positive impact on lives, communities, and the world, and if you're doing that, you know, that, that's, that there's deep roots to that, um, that that goes way, way back in, in, in our lives, and you know, the golden rule and, and many other things. So it's interesting because I talked to someone recently that said a lot of people these days are converging their business life and the personal life. And sort of the last year and a half have probably been one of the compelling events that's caused that for many of us. Um, is there a secret sauce or how, how do you you know, I'm sure it's not a 10 minute conversation, but a, a, a multi-week in, you know, workshop, but how does one bring those two things together? And may, you know, I, I'm happy to share kind of what, what we've seen, but uh, I'd like to understand at a high level, how do you bring together your personal life with your business life? 
I think it's it's hard um, in, in many cases. You know, if, if if you own the organization, you can make that commitment. But if you're working within another organization that has reason for doing goals, which include you know making money, uh, money is not um, evil. Um, it's what we do with it that can be evil. So we have to. I think you really have to focus that. Um, and and it's challenging because. You know, personally, when I look at my purpose and you look at a profound positive impact on lives, communities in the world, and I want to work with organizations to help them, but I also have responsibilities to my family. Um, I also have responsibilities in my community. And is that purposeful? Is that meaningful? Absolutely. So, you know, every interaction we have has a chance to make a profound positive impact. Um, and so I think we just need to be very attentive to that. Now we do have processes to help organizations uh, align around this sense of meaningful purpose. Um, we have a metric called believability um, that, we, that we think is, is really the common definition of purpose. So we can benchmark um, from that lens of, of meaningful purpose. So if asked, do you think your organization is making a profound positive impact on lives, communities in the world? And it's not just what you say, um, it's, it's what others say. Um, is the phone bothering you in the background? No, no, no you're fine. Um, so it's not just what you say, because because really it's, it's you know, again, that say do alignment, it's perception, it's everything. I may think that I'm doing a great job, right, in balancing all that, but I need to hear from others. And so sometimes, you know, I'll get carried away with the work side of it and I'll slip a little bit at home. And so those feedback loops, I think, um, are important, but having that North Star, right? That working every day to make that impact, I think is, is the key. Yeah, that's cool. I, I actually took a online uh, thing. It was called onpurpose.me and it's an app. Mm. And it, it kind of puts two against each other until you finally get down to the end. And mine was embracing grace. Mm. And I thought that was not embrace, but embracing, right? Meaning right. it's always a thing you need to be looking you know? <laughs> Yeah, remembering and working it. Yeah, it's a journey, right? And and I think that we have to recognize that change is a process, not an event, and we can't be impatient with it. Um, in, in many cases, you know, our if we just keep after it, our purpose finds us eventually. That's if, right. If we if we if we have that as the goal, um, and so I think it's just uh, the patient persistence of that. I think is is really key. I love it. So let's go. We kind of we fast forwarded to the chase scene, as they say, which I like to do lately because that's fun <laughs> for our listeners. Um, I like to also rewind the tape and say, all right, think about where did you grow up. What were some of the first memories you had as a kid? Like, what were you passionate about when you were five, six, seven years old? Yes, I grew up in a, a small town uh, suburb of, of Kansas City, uh, really founded by Slavic immigrants. My uh, great grandfather came over from Slovakia to work uh, in the oil industry. So very, very blue collar, really good sense of community. Um, grew up around, you know, a Catholic church and faith. Um, so early on, it was well, it was just imagination. You know, I would, I would make up games with little, little toy animals. I would draw pictures, you know, we would run around and, and do Huck Finn stuff, um, exploring the world. And so I, I think that imagination for me has translated into um, what I do today. So, and I also have a, a huge curious George collection. I just find that 
that aspect fascinating, mm, right? Yeah. So I'm yeah. fascinated by learning and exploring um, the process of growing and connecting, um, and then that potential for lasting impact. And that that takes form then in, in coaching and mentoring and working with folks to let's explore this together, right? Um, because we collectively know things uh, about that journey that can help each other. Uh, so I think that's that's the roots of it. Um, and, and grew up, you know, in, in, in faith, uh, went to a private Catholic school. So I grew up around that sense of service and purpose. And that's still very much um, part of me. And, and in some ways, we're missing that, I think, as a society, it's, you know, we just don't have that, that, that grounding um, that is, is really important, I think. Well, I love the curiosity. There's a guy named Barry Ryan who teaches, he's, and he's a very successful sales trainer, and it's called Selling Through Curiosity. Mm. And it's just out of curiosity, you know, and it's just really kind of like, huh, scratch my head, I'm curious, you know, and seek to understand and then to be understood. And I think most, a lot of salespeople, especially, they hear something and then they come in and try to uh, offer something of value and they haven't really fully understood the other person. So curiosity is a very positive way to go about doing that. Yeah. It's not, you know, the old sales and old marketing was tell and sell. Right. And now I think it, it really is why and buy. So, you know, understanding that from their perspective and if there's value, right. The deal is everybody has a deal. And if I can find out what somebody's deal is, right, wrong, or indifferent, right? There's nothing that we all have the right to that deal. Um, then is there alignment with what I'm doing or what, you know, if we're offering a product from a sales standpoint, is there alignment with our deal and their deal? And if that happens, it, it, it greases the skids. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting. I just talked to Sarah Riggs Amico, who ran for Lieutenant Governor in 2018 in Atlanta. And she was talking about uh, the mission of, you know, she has 3000 employees and she provided them all with healthcare, even in the downturn last time. And it was very hard to do that. And she's just got a passion to take care of people. And it's, it's no matter what background we come from, if you just see like your, to your point, seek to everybody has a deal that tell me the deal about your deal. And we, we all need to understand from where, where we're coming from. And, um, she was, she was quite an amazing uh, person who's changing a lot of people's lives over there in Georgia and with her business. Um, tell me, one thing that I love to share on this show is we all face something that's difficult or challenging, a mountain that might have you know, been so huge at the time, and then we make it through to the other side. Um, is there something you're comfortable sharing of what was the, something painful or hard to get through that now looking back was a, a good thing for you? Yeah, there's all there's been a series of them, and if I if I were going to summarize that into one type of, of challenge, it's being told that I could not do something. Um, and I think a lot of you know, as as children, um, even as adults, um, that perspective is provided by others out of love. They're concerned when you're taking a risk or doing something. They're concerned, <clears throat> and so they tell you no. Um, I take that as a challenge because I know, in, I know in my head, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And so I think learning the process of, of how to overcome that. Um, and, and in some cases, you know, where I listened to other people and didn't act, you know, you, you end up with a sense of, 
of regret. You move on, you don't dwell on it, but you end up with a sense of, of regret. And then as an adult, you know, when you're when you're talking to to folks about what could happen, there's a concept called state of liminality. So between current state and future state is this confusion. And sometimes people can't visualize what a world would be like if we balance profit and purpose, if we do that in our business, if we have a different perspective on money and meaning. Oh, sounds great, but we can't visualize that. And so in the initial conversations with people, they look at you like you're crazy, right? It's just too hard to fathom. And so I think that understanding the how to deal with the no, how to deal with the pushback, um, and then provide a, a way forward with that. That's natural, it's part of it. Um, some people may not be able to move, but can we help each other get past that, that fear, uncertainty, and doubt? I remember there was a speaker that came to our church 15, 20 years ago in Southern California, and he is an author, and he talked about border blockers and border breakers and border busters. And it was like the blockers are the ones that are standing around like, no, like my dad's a very conservative doctor. So if I said, hey, I, I'm going to go build this company, I'm going to quit my day job and I'm become an entrepreneur. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Be careful about that. And then, But then you talk to someone else that says, yeah, Chad, you can move anywhere you want. You can do whatever you want. And so you have to have the border breakers or the border busters are the ones that can help you break through that barrier to say, yeah, it can all be okay. And, you know, I kind of did, I, I kind of straddled both because my dad was like, well, I don't know, you know, you tried being an entrepreneur 20 years ago. I don't know about that. Well, this time I said, okay, I'm going to go sell stuff before I leave my day job. And in, in one month, December of 27, 2017, we signed $337,000 worth of customers. And I said, dad, what about now? And he's like, okay, yeah, now you can do it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I think, yeah. And you know what, and it, it is a good level check. I think risk, you have to understand how to take risk, right? It's an applied risk that That's right. if, you, if you're prepared for it, it's not really that risky. Right? If, if, um, if you've done your homework, et cetera. And, that, and there's a concept out of stoicism, you know, the obstacle is the way basically. So there's an obstacle there, you can stop <laughs> yeah. or you can figure out a way around it. If you want to get to the other side, you have two choices, right? Um, not don't do that or, or find a way around it. Um, if, if what's behind it's really worth it. Well, it's funny because living a better story and then 77 pray is an app we just launched about two weeks ago. Awesome. And we've invested quite a bit of cash flow in living a better story and personally time, right? I, I moved the knob probably not on purpose, but just, it just, I'm following God in this one. And it moved to 70% of my day job is doing podcasts like this and setting up a living, a better story retreat. And mainly my company funded a lot of that for, for participants because we want to change lives and we're following God. Right. Well, there's a time where the CFO calls in the checks and says, Hey, you know, your sales are down a little bit. So I pulled back to about a 50, 50 split. But the, the cool thing with today's technology, you can change that as long as you're 30,000 feet looking down, it's real easy to change the mix of the flow of the river, right? I want this much of this and this much of that. Yeah. Uh, but I think what happens is to have that obstacle and to have the goal, I, I'm pretty sure that within less than a year, I'll probably be 100% focused on living a better story. 
Nice. It's amazing and, how that works. And because because your purpose found you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we talked earlier about flow, and then you, or I'm sorry, balance, and you just mentioned flow. I think we need to live in flow and not not balance. balance live in flow. Yeah. Right. Balance is like it's 50-50, right, or whatever. I'm I'm calculating that. Like you don't really calculate flow; you just know it. Yes. And yes. and that I think I think God in in His calling provides flow. He doesn't tell us how to balance stuff. He's not like going, you know what? A little bit of business, a little bit of faith and mix it all together. No, you got to go. Yeah. Follow. There's a great song by need to breathe called banks, like the banks of the river. And it, it makes me think, and it's perfect analogy to flow because you're going down. So imagine putting your raft on there and then it's like, it just bounces you back to the middle. The more we can be, the, what I've found with 77 pray, the whole intent of it is pray in the morning, read a Bible verse, act, mm-hmm. and then pray again at night before you go to bed. And when you can bookend your day with God, what do you want for my life? Then it just, it, you naturally, the river gets a little faster and a little more exciting. Right. And the, the, you know, it, it gets a little tighter because you can feel, oh, that's what you want me to be doing. And that's, yeah, and, there, and there's rhythm to all of it, right? And I think the preparation of, of bookending, you know, a, a fast river runs <laughs> at a rhythm much higher than a slow river. And if you have the practice um, and the rhythm, you can make that adjustment. I think it allows you to, to speed up the impact of what you're doing. So yeah, that's smart. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so neat. And then the other part is what I've learned is with my day job, my business, for three years, we help customers prospect, you know, email, social outreach, all kinds of different amazing kind of outreach technologies. When I go into a company that needs help, hey, I want to reach, I want to give more food to the world. Perfect. Let's talk about that. What's what's a gap? Well, we go in and my cost to solve that problem could be as little as $50 a month. To them, it feels like a $10,000 virtual assistant, like hiring two people. And it's technology that's replacing the need to have a whole lot of people so we can make massive impact. So I I'm just listening to people on the podcast. And at the end, I'm usually like, what are you trying to work on? Well, I need to get my book out. I need to do the, And I'm, you know, I'm in the donation mode where it's like, Hey, it's my day job's fine. Now let's go help change the world. Um, and, and it's been a lot of fun to get into that flow. Awesome. Awesome. So what uh tell me more about your business and what you're passionate about uh now in in your your day job yes yeah, so we talked you know we've talked about that the, the quest to balance profit and purpose and getting organizations and leaders um working toward that but having this this core sense of um what meaningful purpose is so this this benchmark believability um we've, we've tested it and so it's really taking it to the next level tell me more about believability is that like yeah define that for me a little more because yeah so it's so, so literally the core concept of believability is through this through the lens of the world um is there a perception that what i'm doing or what my company's doing uh is making a profound positive impact on the last communities in the world so scale of one to ten where are we and why and when you look at that um you know, companies get credit for creating jobs. They get credit for, you know, being um, um, conscious of the environment. Uh, they get they get credit for for making a difference if their if their 
product or service is actually, you know, uh, oriented that way. Um, but e even, you know, there's a, 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 ma a mashup of that. So we've, we've run it on nonprofits who are very purposeful, but people don't see that they're purposeful because they're not telling their story, right? So what they do is there, what they say isn't, uh, doesn't match that. It's not putting that out there. Um, same thing that, you know, companies are saying things, right? Marriott had the We Live by the Golden Rule campaign a few years ago and hurricanes came through the um, Virgin Islands. They sent a ship over to get people off. But if you weren't a Marriott get, guest, you couldn't get on the ship. And this was right after they released that campaign. Whoa. So there's, right. I mean, there, that stuff happens, right? So right. how, and, and, and it is in flow of things as we evolve as a society, as an organization involves the programs and practices and, and, and messaging and things, are we telling that an authentic story that we can back it up? So do I believe you stand for something good, which is making a profound impact? And do I believe you mean it when you say that, right? And those are the two, the two parts. And then we look at, we look at that deeper, what's, what's the level of alignment um, within an sure. organization between leadership, because leadership tends to be around, around something, but they haven't um, gained a buy-in or haven't done the work to gain buy-in of everybody. Um, you know, in, in decision-making every day, are we making decisions more on profit or on purpose? So what's the, what's the dynamic, what's the, what's the perception of the organization around that concept, right? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I, I think of, there's the move, have you seen The Chosen? Yes. So at the beginning, they show this gray fish going around a circle and then one turns blue in the credits and then, and then another turns blue and finally there's 13 blue fish. So my, my really the message I've gotten in the last three months is my mission is to turn gray fish blue. Okay. Well, what does that mean? And so continuing to double click on what that means, right? Like at the, for me, that purpose of embracing grace, if I can get people to understand that, Hey, God made you for a purpose and, mm -hmm. and your lane is your lane. And guess what? People will pay you to be in that lane. You'll enjoy being in that lane. It feels great. You're in flow. And so, but getting that to, to make it to the website and the internal business plan and, and all of it, I can see how that could be, that's hard, right? You really have to have a process to be able to deliver something like that effectively. Yeah, it does. And so, you know, based on that, that initial assessment that we come in and we wrote back and help them figure out what they need to improve um, in their area. And it could be on the, it could be on the business, the product side, um, it could be on the communication side internally, it could be their brand, et cetera. Um, and we work with them on the brand and business strategy and really uh, advance that simultaneously. Um, and then use, you know, strategy models to help them, help them get there. We use OKRs, which are great, a great, a great light framework. It's not overkill. Um, and yeah, I love OKRs. Like KPIs is how it was always in America. And OKRs seem to be the across the pond approach and i i like the across the pond approach a little yeah bit. yeah and it's 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 a it's kind of a swiss army knife that's light i think a lot of people spend too much time developing strategies and not enough time executing it and you know the whole concept of that is you know there's dreamer drivers and doers right and we have you can have a dream and you can do things thinking that it's heading toward that dream but if you don't have 
uh, a strategy in place to, to scale that and do the right thing. That's really that driver function. Um, so it's connecting all of that and, and we provide that. We help them, help them understand that dream of, of profit and purpose alignment. And then we help them drive um, the efforts to get there. That's really neat and important, especially in 2021. Um, if we went forward three years from today, you're back on the podcast. And I said, hey, how have the last three years been? Um, personally, professionally, whatever, what, what would be, you know, what would you say about the last three years, three years from now? Well, I'm first going to tell you that the podcast changed my life. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, honestly, this is the questions are great. Right. And I, and I, you know, I think we all have to analyze and, and level set. Right. So these are great questions that I think help anybody go, okay, am I, am I on the right, on the right track and, and where are we headed? So in, in, in three years, we have built out the, the Will & Grail platform. Um, believability is the de facto benchmark of where we're headed um, in the alignment of profit and purpose. Um, we have a network of advisors, um, and these can be consultants in anything from you know, HR internal communications to marketing um, to business strategy, et cetera, that are, that are using this um, benchmark to help guide direction for the work that they're doing with organizations. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we can sit back and say we've, we've touched, you know, thousands of, of organizations um, through either deep dive engagement in it, or at least understanding the concepts of it and, and walking through and doing the assessment and understanding, okay, you know, this is, this is where we could go. Um, and yeah, we're living out this greatest commandment. And then I have a, I have a side project similar to, I, I think some of the stuff that, that I started a couple of years ago, it's called conquer for good. Um, and, and that term came out of um, Occupy Wall Street. And it was like, this is just the wrong argument. Because if, if, if we agree, all rich people aren't greedy and all poor people aren't lazy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's so, an easy thing to agree on. <laughs> it is, right? So let's stop having this argument yeah. and let's get together and look at how we use our time, talent, and treasure to actually solve things. So we, we've tested it, um, but that kind of, where it's really landing is, you know, how do we unlock um, the stories of purpose of folks who are pursuing social ventures, et cetera, that are, that are making, uh, making good things happen in the world. And the stories that we've captured so far, it, it, it's not faith driven by, by nature, but it ends up coming up. Wow. So, I, you know, that gives me hope because what I'm, I'm, and I'm feeling this from all my conversations. It doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right, it's, we all want, the same flipping thing, which is for amazingness to happen in the world and all people to be created equal. I mean, the whole thing is just right there in front of our eyes. Yeah. And, and it feels like it, it's going to happen. I mean, the light out overcomes the darkness. Yeah. And there's a lot of money that's been generated over the years, right? Billions of dollars now in people in tech companies who have a heart. I know a lot of people in tech companies who have made, you know, unicorns and now they're sitting on cash going, okay, how can I help? And right. it's like, let's match those people up with those people 
and you know government hasn't traditionally been very good at uh at causing amazing things to happen it's very inefficient well it's inefficient and the deal is everybody's got their deal so people people in government certainly have their deal they and, they're, their and they're deal. making decisions and, and policy that you know we could we could yeah, we could talk about that one ad nauseum. But no, I what's cool is what you just said about time, talent, treasures. On my last call, we just talked about it. Malachi 310. I'm going on a TV show at the end of next week. So I've been kind of doing some research. Malachi 310 says, bring the whole tithe. Tithe, I used to think 10% cash. Well, it's time, talent, treasures. So mm -hmm. it could be 1% cash. It could be 9% time. And so bring the whole time, every, whatever you've got, if you bring it into the house there, that there may be food in my house, test me on this. And the real word is prove. I understand yep. says the Lord almighty and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Hmm. And that's what I'm like, got it. It feels like we can actually see the light of day to that. Yeah. Because it takes money to do, I mean, money, is a catalyst for impact, right? To be able to scale, to be able to provide services, to be able to reach people, to do anything. It's just, if you look at the word capital, um, it's resources invested um, for a purpose. And then when you say put capitalism, it's resources invested for a profit. So somehow that wow. those two meanings haven't really, like how did we lose that? How did capitalism lose the capital part of it and it's the purpose is not just to make money it's to have meaningful impact in the world so amazing what a great conversation mark uh really enjoyed the dialogue today the your website willgrail.com right yes yes sir and then the other one that folks can go to is conquerforgood.com conquerforgood.com marco rennick uh what a pleasure thanks for coming on the living better story podcast today all right thank you keep faith Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.